0: times mm-hmm. i i i guess it's i don't know I, it's really hard
1: to tell here
0: yet um you know there was, was... a breeze
1: in atlanta today and you were Ooh. like breezes happen all the time no there's no wind here there's only <laughs> rain mm. did you put your winter jacket on no it was it was a it was a night nice, cool breeze so it was nice but no that's that's the extent of that yeah
0: so anyway I, I I can't really tell what the seasons are because I've had a a, a grueling day of of work inside, away from any windows, and I am choosing as we record to reward myself with a, a frosty cold beverage, mm. and I ju- happen to have some leftover you know cheap American beer, so I, I'm I'm drinking a Miller Light, but we are getting into what is arguably a pretty prime season for the particular phenomenon that we're going to discuss today the beer mm-hmm. variety pack i was going to yes. say you
2: let it to sound like we were only going to talk about pumpkin beer which is not at all
0: i i, I, I w- in fact would like to acknowledge I just wanted to acknowledge pumpkin beer at the top now in the hopes that we could
1: sneakily just avoid talking about it the rest of the time.
0: Yeah, well, that. you
1: can't because <laughs> they come out in July and they're drinkable through, I mean, Thanksgiving. So, I mean, this is most of the year is pumpkin beer season anymore. But I mean in terms of variety I, I think to to write a you know to speak a treatise on on autumn or fall a little bit here it really is such a great season because you can still grab on to in you know keeping varieties going, you can grab onto the crisp, light, refreshing things of summer. Um, You can dip into some more transitional things. Um, And also you can get dark and it can be cool and you can rationalize drinking something that is dark and heavy. And so like autumn really feels to me like the perfect time to, if you're a brewery or place, pull up that, that variety pack and well, to give away my feelings about them, here's all the beer no one else will drink in a package. Have fun.
2: Also, that but, doesn't seem fair. Uh, right, right off it's the bat, probably Pierce, not. Pierce has shown his cards and how he feels about brewery variety packs, which is negatively. Um, I think, I, I don't know. I, right, I, I mean, if we're, if we're going to start off that way, I'd like to defend them a little bit. I think that the variety pack gives, the at least when you're in the store, the idea of the variety pack is fun and exciting. It's like, oh, I don't have to go and, you know, this is say you're at the store for like a, you know, you're buying, you're going to buy a 12-pack or something and you see a variety pack. Oh, I get to try four beers. Maybe it's a brewery you've never heard of, maybe it's a brewery you like. Um, I think the variety pack can be fun, but there's some questions that need to be answered. Like, do you expect the variety pack to have four different styles of beer? I've seen variety packs that are all IPAs because that's the um the flavor of the time. I don't want to say season because not. Um so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean
1: well,
3: if you I,
1: yeah, I I came out hot there, but I I do see um I I think a lot of this comes down to like who is the consumer that you have in mind and and what is the the use case because yeah, if you're in the grocery store and you're buying something for an event where you do want a couple different types of beer, but you don't necessarily want to buy the bulk you'd need, like six of each or or you know, 12 of each, um, a good way to knock it out is just get a variety pack and usually they will range. I mean, I've seen some that are all um, IPAs. So like, if you know the group likes IPAs, that can even be good. I, Max, you actually, when we all saw each other recently, I believe you had a... Variety pack of IPAs from a place that is not local. Um, it was New Belgium. Oh yeah,
2: and well, that was semi-local, right? Because don't they have a brewery in North Carolina? But uh, either yeah, way, you're probably, yeah. it was the Voodoo Ranger variety pack, which I didn't even know until recently. <laughs> I thought Voodoo Ranger was a specific beer of theirs. When it turns out, it's like a category of beer that they make. It's but yeah, oh, yeah there's it's
3: like a sub brand. The uh, Voodoo Ranger. Roughly, I think it started off as just the Voodoo Ranger. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. they've just made so many like iterations that now it's considered. Yeah.
0: It's um. It's Hardywood uh,
1: Gingerbread Stout.
0: Yes.
1: yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And you know, he that there is like a good use case for for that. So I think there are good things in the variety packs, but. I, guess I think my we, point, wait.
0: Hang on. We, we should we should not just brush past the fact that a landline just rang somewhere on this podcast. <laughs> That's
1: the type of person who's going to the grocery store and <laughs> getting a variety pack of, of beer for sure. But but so we have said that variety packs can be good and you can go and answer your landline and be like, hey, I'm coming over in 30 minutes. I don't know what beer I like, so you can go, go to your local Safeway and, and get that. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that is not going to appeal to that type of consumer is, Kevin, there is a company from a place you smartly moved away from, and Max has too, because of, I think this is the reason why, but they decided to go in a different direction with the variety packs.
3: Um, yeah, so um, Harpoon... I've actually bought many of their, or I did buy many of their variety packs when we live there. Really nice bathrooms. Really nice bathrooms. Um, I I guess they have started this new yearly tradition of introducing um, four Dunkin' Donuts um, beers every year and then selling those in a variety pack um, called the Dunkin' Dozen. Yeah. Um, So I got it last year. I I mean, I'm not around this year, but I probably would have. I learned my lesson last year when I got it um, <laughs> I it's, You need it, to get two this It time. involves the Dunkin' Pumpkin um, Okay Which is a pretty Bland beer um, That's the one they kept from last year The Dunkin' Midnight which is just like their dark roast um, Like a coffee porter roast. situation Yeah and then The Blueberry Matcha IPA And the, the, the Dunkin' Maple the... Cream Blonde Ale that, once, once you make either one of those beers,
0: honestly, I think that, like, you know, the Commerce Department should come in and force you to shutter your entire business. You shouldn't yeah, even have the chance to make the second one of those.
3: Yeah, I think that this is, but I think it kind of speaks to uh, my experience with all variety packs, which is when I get them, um, I, I kind of always fall into the same trap, and it's like there are two that are good, one that's like okay and one that I just don't want to have the other three of. And I
1: think that the the matcha one you mentioned, the blueberry matcha, which I, I mean, is is offensive. I don't know to what <laughs> culture and what people, maybe just humanity as a whole, but I am offended by that. Um, that That is the only way I think you're really gonna try that beer unless you're like, we're discussing it. So they were successful. We, we were discussing how that's crazy. But if there are only three of them in a pack, You know someone will try one And then you'll be like let me verify That it is that whatever The feeling this is kind of The best way to do that and you get a lot of Buzz
0: from it it is it is The only way if you don't have Like if you don't have access to the brewery Where you can go and be there and like Get a flight that has a Little two ounce taster or something like That Um, but but you've You know you have sort of Uncovered what is really the primo situation for variety packs. It's when you are kind of at the last minute, you're going to some sort of function and you're like, shit, I need to bring something. You just go and get a moderately interesting looking variety pack because they're easy to find at like grocery stores. And then you can show up and you were going to, you know, you were going to spend money on bringing you know, PBR or Bud Light anyway, so it doesn't matter. The money is a sunk cost, and you don't have any responsibility to drink those matcha lattes. But before before we spend more time with that, I- I'm sort of intrigued by the, the thought process that gets you to blueberry matcha latte beer, because what it reminds me of is uh what's sort of generally happening in the entertainment industry which is i well i don't know if there's an easy way to sum this up oh it's that everyone has run out of new ideas there are no new ideas anymore that's why you know that's why the top grossing movies every year are always you know it's always franchise sequels it's a it's marvel movies it's whatever star war happened to have come out this year um you know the the TV landscape is just soaked in reboots and, and stuff, and and I think that I think that the beer version of this is kind of diverging and going in two directions. One is doing the same thing that the entertainment industry is doing. That's how you get the Voodoo Ranger variety pack, where just like ah uh, I don't know, let's just make a little tweak on this thing that we already know works reasonably well. But then, apparently, in this particular arena, there are some folks that are still just adventurous enough to go, oh, the last things that are left to try are fucking crazy. Let's
3: try them. But at the same time, still throw the Duncan name on it so that they're that's just
1: smart branding. Yeah, I mean, good cap. Well, let me say that differently. Successful capitalism via entertainment is not the same as create creative entertainment and and i think a lot of this too is that um again we're talking about this if they just had like a, a duncan blondale that was based off of uh you know whatever their glazed donut and they had a chocolate one and their dark roast and then the pumpkin one what's the buzz there i mean what what are they doing that's flashy what are they doing that's different from last year but still within the confines of like hey you know this is crazy that, that's that's kind of their branding with this i mean it is a marketing exercise as much as anything else what are you getting people on the door to buy people know what to expect from those couple things but you are intriguing them you are piquing their interest with the thing that's way out there i think
2: so do you, do you think the only reason to make or buy a variety pack is to try new beers? Because And the reason I ask that is because normally that's when I'm buying a variety pack is like, oh, this is fun. I haven't seen this before. But there are actually a few variety packs that that Bridget and I will regularly buy because we know we like all four beers in the pack. And it's kind of fun even if we're just buying 12 beers for the two of us for a weekend to not just have one or two types of beer to to drink.
1: See, I think it's actually a good way to try out a new brewery um, because you get to see, hey, I've heard of this place. I don't want to commit, but let me try a couple different things from them. And then I'll know, oh, they do this well. They make sours really well. They make stouts really well. And then that can inform your purchasing going forward. So I think from the perspective of like, a brewery who's not trying to be buzzy they're not trying to hit you in the face with something totally weird it's a pretty good foray for the average person who doesn't live so, near them yeah
2: well i was gonna say that one more thing is that uh, some of these variety packs that we buy that is the only opportunity for us to buy this brewery's beer is for some reason they mm. only sell this one variety pack. One example mm-hmm. is like there's a there's a brewery based in Eugene, Oregon that makes like a Cryo Hop variety pack. I don't like the marketing at all. The box makes it look like they're trying to do something weird, but you can you seem to be able to buy this variety pack in lots of stores on the East Coast where you can't get any of their individual beers. But we so we will buy the variety pack because because we like all the ones. I that. mean,
1: pres- presumably the way you start to suggest to your distributor that we should have wider distribution and distribute more is is having something that, that people buy. And maybe maybe the variety pack is the first step in that process.
3: Yeah. But I also think that there might be people who they're only going to buy a variety pack or once they see a variety pack, they get the idea in their head and that they kind of stick with it. So you need to have regular six packs as well as variety pack just to, mm-hmm. just for those people. Because I say that sometimes happens to me. I go in i don't have a brewery in mind i'm like i'm gonna get a variety pack um so i'm limited to those options
1: i i have in my head max that one time you either you or someone you knew gave you a, a bunch of variety packs of beer but they were all like weird breweries and it was all like not good beer and it was like almost like a subscription service where you get like Four variety packs a month, but they're random breweries, and it was not so you can buy stores, and it was actually not very good beer.
2: I don't think that happened to me, but well,
1: that's it believable. happened to someone, and I <laughs> and I confirmed that it was not good, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that that I am somewhat conditioned by, by that experience, which was not yeah. great.
2: I think that's also like the variety pack, naturally, I, I've never seen a variety pack where the cans or bottles in the pack are larger than 12 ounces. And we've gone in a direction where I think a lot of, maybe I'm wrong, but a lot of micro and small local breweries, to buy their beer, you have to buy a four-pack of 16-ounce cans, which is a bit of a daunting experience when a brewery like Aslin, which I'll shout them out because they make awesome beer, but they'll release, you know, an 18% alcohol by volume watermelon triple IPA, and you hear that and you're like, "I want to try that, but I want 1 or 2 ounces of it." I
3: don't yeah. want 64
2: ounces of it.
3: And at the same time, I feel like a lot of breweries we mentioned flights earlier, but I find it increasingly rare that I can go get a flight at a brewery.
2: Yeah, that is that's yeah, a different topic. Um, I wonder if that's a COVID thing or if
3: that's No, I just think it's been change. kind of ha- been happening for a while, but yeah, and with those, you have to find like there are some beer stores that that do allow you to kind of break apart the four packs um, and yes make your own variety pack. Um, this is, which is exactly fun. Yeah, where I wanted to
0: six go. Six pack? Yes. Well that's there's there yeah, there's the sort of build your own six pack grocery store version, which I quite enjoy because okay. I for me, you know, I, I think I think all of this comes back to like, variety is a good thing, and and having different having different flavors of something, whether it's trying things that you've never had before, or whether it's old standbys and you just don't want to drink the same exact beer every night. Like I think that is a uh, you know a good and uh, a good and commendable impulse, but also like. I live alone, and I don't drink all that much when I'm by myself, you know. Because again, I think that is also probably a good and commendable way to do things. (laughs) And so, the the occasion for me between those things and having like a half size fridge, like I can't, I basically can't buy twelve packs of beer. It just doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. So, you know, something like the the Build Your Own Six-Pack is very appealing to me.
2: Yeah. Would you buy a 12-pack tw- a variety? Because then you're having... You get... Usually a 12-pack is, what, four different varietals? Um, mm-hmm. And then you only have three of each? Or is that just... You're saying it's too much beer.
0: I, so, so I think for me... I, I think for me, the thing that I actually appreciate is not... It's not just the the stylistic diversity actually what i tend to do a lot is like i'm in the mood for a style and i want to build a six pack to get six different breweries take on that thing so so that it that's kind of like the
1: perfect goldilocks sort of solution for me yeah yeah and that makes me think too one thing that is i think unfortunate is people who and this happened not not that long ago um someone was like "Ah, was at a brewery and was like i don't i i don't really like beer or i only like this kind of beer and i don't think they have that and it's like this is the perfect place a brewery um and by extension i think a variety pack is like Alright, so if if you're at all curious, this is the right place to be curious. And a variety pack is like, you try it, maybe it's even within styles, as you said, Sean, but like, this is your way to, without committing too much, to try some some different things. And, you know, maybe with the variety pack, it's not the same as having the, the beer tender be like, oh, well, you might like, if you like hoppy things, but... Don't like super citrusy. Maybe, maybe you want this hoppy lager or something like that. So I think variety packs are a really good way for people to to challenge and and tune into what what they like without without a big commitment or dive into a style further. Yeah, you were saying, Kevin.
0: Go ahead, Kevin.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. I was just saying that uh, I. i like the idea of the build your own uh four pack or six pack but for me the issue with that that the variety pack kind of helps me get away from is that when i'm given when i'm making my own i always just end up picking like ipas and double ipas i don't I, i don't venture very far um and even sometimes the same when i go to a brewery if there's no flight whereas the variety pack unless it's one of those here are four of our ipa variety packs it at least like you know yeah Let's me try something else for a bit, and then most of the time I realize like okay, I like IPAs better, but you know it's good. To, it's good. To, it's good to try anyway. Yeah, I also
0: imagine that there is a lot of utility in you know as far as different implementations of this general concept. Like you know, we've all moved to a new place in the last two years. Some of us have done it at twice, and I could really see. It being a good way like you know if you move to a new place and you seek out you know you seek out the the beer store or the the grocery store that has a good beer selection and you know we we talked on a recent episode about trying places flagship items like it's an easy way for you to load up and and try you know six breweries kind of most popular beer without having to spend a whole saturday on it that's kind of cool
1: yeah and i i've done that with with a here and i've gone there a couple times because it's a really great location i'm just like they don't have anything that excites me or i find particularly good now they don't distribute in stores so that was the only way mm. i could do it but yeah. wow wouldn't it have been nice if there's like a variety pack and i could have gone and am like oh i wish you guys were were better I mean there was there was unfortunately that, that place in Arlington that just didn't make good good beer I and mean, we won't we won't name it here for, for fairness but you just you just go and you'd be like wow I wish I could have I wish I could have figured this out before before coming here. Um,
0: uh, well I I don't know. I I feel like there are lots of you know as we've discussed there are lots of really good reasons mm-hmm. to opt for for a variety pack um
2: yeah i'm kevin, curious
0: uh-huh. kevin you are perhaps our um our most value conscious buyer um, oh, yeah. do you do you ever walk away from a variety pack with a uh, with a sense of regret burning a hole in your pocket
3: well, no, the well, so there are two yeah, there are two different when you do the make your own it's generally not the you don't get the value, but when you get the pre boxed from the brewery, it's generally generally a better value, but I actually haven't gone and done the uh surprisingly haven't gone and done like the total alcohol that you get in the variety pack and and divided it
0: out, but oh, yeah, well, I yeah, I wasn't thinking so much in the in terms of like unit price. I was thinking in terms of utility, but but that's why I'm not the most value conscious beer buyer right. on well, this so just, show. Well,
3: right, so like, just if you went to go get two harpoon six packs, then that would generally cost you like twenty bucks. Whereas if you get the the twelve pack variety, it's usually like eighteen bucks. So. You know that's I'm glad you, reason,
2: you yeah. mentioned alcohol by volume too, because I feel like a lot of these variety packs these days will throw in it'll be like an IPA, something else, something else, and then they throw in, and we've talked about this, they throw in one of these super low alcohol beers. Or yeah. they throw in a beer that they're you feel like the brewery is just trying to get rid of, and you feel a little bit like, all right, I, I, a little a little ripped off. Yeah, there's a rec center
3: in every harpoon variety pack except for for the the harpoon variety
2: pack you can't get a harpoon variety pack I'm surprised the Duncan one doesn't have rec center
0: they're trying to to give you the first hit for free baby and obviously it's not for free because you're buying the variety pack they're not trying to give it away because they've decided to bail on the beer they're hoping that you will go there and buy six of those instead of two of something
1: else well, and, and this is where – and this is the question that I have is – is and Sean, to your point earlier of do we have any new ideas anymore really, there is, there is some tyranny in these variety packs because there's like this expectation of your variety pack is going to have three of these, three of these, three of these, and three of these. And so you have to have – Maybe a low, low alcohol one and a lager and a stout and an IPA where it's like you have to have you have to have four categories of beer at your place. But I know plenty of places that are very like focused. It's like we really focus on lagers and I feel like that makes the variety packs if they're on the shelves harder if there's not the variety and that shouldn't take away from brewery being great or not yes max
2: oh i i well that brings me back at sean kind of went full circle when he said sometimes in the mood for a specific beer and i think what what launched me into this whole category was that i saw a well i've had it now we've purchased multiple three notched brewery based out of charlottesville virginia shouts to them they have a variety pack that contains four ipas in it
3: Yeah, I got that the other week.
2: And it's phenomenal. And we keep buying it because it's four IPAs that we like. And to Sean's point, sometimes you're in the mood for a style and you want to see how different breweries do it. But sometimes you're in the mood for a style that you and you know that one brewery does four of them well. You want to drink a Ghost, a 40 Mile. I think that's a good thing. I don't think that should take away from that variety. But it does bring me back to the whole idea of, like, should the variety pack be a temporary thing? Should it be this, hey, try these beers... Or is it okay to be just a permanent option for people who want twelve mixed bag three notched IPAs?
3: Yeah, I mean, for me, the three notched one's the only one I've gone away from. Thing I like all four of those. It usually doesn't. It doesn't that usually never happen for me.
2: happens. Don't sh- 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 reverse shout out to the Sierra Nevada um, variety pack. <laughs> it's it's really bad. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I, there's, there's one, a local place around here that's a variety pack, and they put a scotch ale in it, and I know no one is drinking that at the brewery. And so if it is permanent, they're always going to have to make the scotch ale just to put in there. And I mean, it's, it's fine for what it is, but no one is like, ah, I need that. Um, so there, again, if you feel like you have to fill that category and it needs to be permanent, then you're always going to be beholden to the, the Scotch Ale.
0: Yeah. Like, what do you do uh, yeah. if your brewer only has two worthwhile
1: beers? Then you just, you well, know, you hope that you can sell six packs of Yeah, well, the variety
3: pack will tell you that pretty quickly, you know. <laughs> sure.
1: so.
2: uh, I'm curious. So, Sean, Sean mentioned wanting to try different breweries, things. I, I'm curious if this will open up an opportunity. And I think I, think I already know the answer based on just logistics and distribution, but i think as a as a fan of craft breweries i'm usually not disappointed but i'm never really happy to hear that a craft brewery is is gobbled up by one of these massive companies like anheuser busch or constellation but i'm curious if you think we would ever see variety packs that have beers from different breweries which i'm assuming they would have to be owned by the same parent company but like a variety pack of AB InBev craft beer could contain there's, a handful
1: a, of breweries there's a consortium um, that includes like Oscar Blues is that what I believe that's what the that's one's a place. called yeah I, I want to I don't know they they are like all it's like a consortium of, of smaller groups and I want to say they did I, I've, I've seen people do that before I believe uh-huh. but so, so I think it does exist but it's I mean it's hard you have to kind of Distribute evenly and have have that kind of relationship.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or maybe there'll be variety packs with seltzers and ciders and whatnot. I
1: don't know. Well, you know, that's uh, you it's know, the spice the, of life, right? I, uh, I mean, that's it. In that life is death. Yes. That's nah, okay. I, no, that's, they, they make people happy. I just, that's not for, for me. And I'm sure actually that variety pack, um, cause I have remnants of, of one someone brought over the variety packs of, of all the different heart elters. Those sell really well. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, and the,
2: and your fridge always ends up being a graveyard of the variety pack rejects, and you are like, yeah. why do I have two of all of these beers that are awful? And then you realize <laughs> it's because the variety packs come with three, and you drink one, and you're why? left with two.
1: Why is there a hard seltzer that's pineapple that's eight percent?
2: Who bought this? Oh no, no, there's two of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, the SNL sketch about Sam Adams where they're like doing the in-store demo of pumpkin beer yes. and Bill Burr is like a, you know, a caricature mass who's like, I don't, this is terrible. This is the kind of beer that you, you get it in the fall and then no one drinks it and it sits in your fridge for eight months. And then someone comes over later and says, Oh, you got a beer like, well? I I got this pumpkin shit. <laughs> And never, I just, I don't think I ever expected to feel, you know, such a, such a kinship with the city of Boston as I did in that moment because I hate pumpkin beer.
1: Well, at least, at least if that is in your fridge, you could accidentally put it in your chili and it probably wouldn't turn on that bad. If you put the matcha stuff in there accidentally, you got to throw the, not only the chili out, but you have to throw away the pot that it was in.
0: (laughs) You got to melt it down for scrap.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) You do a Kevin from the office, but on purpose. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I feel like we have definitely come full circle in that. uh, I'm, I'm now sort of, inadvertently revealing that i actually would love to talk about pumpkin beer for a whole podcast but you guys would fucking hate to talk to me about pumpkin beer <laughs> so
2: i think that might yeah. happen but we'll save it for october
0: oh boy all right nice. i'll uh i'll steal myself <laughs> okay uh any any parting thoughts or, or is it time for us to move on to pierce's Sark? Moving on. That, yeah, that's that is what that silence meant. We're, we're leaving know. all I mean, of this in.
1: Yeah, no one no <laughs> one wanted to come out and, and it's not time to talk about pumpkin beer, even though it is pumpkin beer. In, beers, in yeah. case in case anyone could not tell by ah. this point, we
3: really don't cut stuff. <laughs> Actually, I mean, wait. Uh, I mean, I know this might be unprecedented, but can I hijack Pierce's? Sorry. Oh. Um. Let me how, get mine in really quick because I think it's very. It how, is actually pertinent
1: to this. But how about very you? How Mine's topical is the issue. I, oh, okay, Kevin, you start. I, I and then I will. And we then can do two. and and yeah, I, we'll, I think
0: I, actually what will the way we'll do this is actually Kevin. Technically, what you will be hijacking is the big idea from pop culture because I've been working my balls off and I don't have one this week. So it's kind of perfect for me.
3: <laughs>
1: this okay. is this is the real pop culture. Kevin, yeah. be be my guest. Well, you, you, you speak. Ooh, yeah. The way.
3: Speaking of massols and variety packs, um, yeah, how out of touch I was is um, shortly after I moved to the Boston area. I was, you know, maybe trying to make some friends with some coworkers. Um, and one time, uh, a coworker came over to watch some NBA, and I went to go pick up some beer uh, on the way home. <clears throat> and how out of touch I was is that I got a Harpoon IPA variety pack because. Uh, I like harpoon, and I wanted to try a bunch of these uh, IPAs. It's like, oh, if nothing else, like he'll probably like the Rec League, um, the very light IPA. And then he comes over, and I was like, oh yeah, I have some beer in the fridge. And he like he takes a look. He's like, oh, I don't really like, like hoppy stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe like try this try this Rec League. It's not supposed to be that. It's not that hoppy. Just because again, I'm very out of touch. And he took one sip of it and said, no thanks. <laughs> so I didn't have any. <laughs> I did not have any beer for my, my co-worker who I was trying to be friends. You can't... It's
0: You know, it's such... It is an impossible term to use to talk about beer just because hops are so different but also because everyone has, like, a different personal sliding scale on what hoppy means. And so, like, I, I have had this exact... Uh, I've had this exact same situation happen with Emily. I would, I don't know. I'd guess maybe seventy times at this point, because whenever I drink a new, you know, a new beer that I don't think she's had before, I'm just like, hey, you want to try this? I'm on a, I'm on a quest to find beers that she enjoys, because, uh, you know, generally speaking, the only things she ever drinks are Corona and Stella. Um. So uh, the number of times where I've been told, oh, that's really hoppy and bitter. And I'm like, what? This is a wheat beer. What? Huh? (laughs) It just like and and that's obviously that is uh, that is no slight to her at all. That's just me being a jackass and making assumptions that other people perceive beer or just like tastes in general the same way that I do. So I feel your pain, Kevin.
3: Yeah, but I'm. I'm just saying. I'm sorry for getting a variety pack for, but not actually doing it right for a stranger. <laughs> okay. Well, then uh, let let's let's move
0: on and and get to get to what the people plugged in their headphones to listen to. Uh, Pierce is sorry, taking the place of the big idea. What are what are you apologizing for today?
1: Well, I I think that. Sean, what you just talked about and, and Kevin, what, what you apologized for, it, it, it all fits with <clears throat> what I'm going to apologize for now, which is something that I, I already a couple weeks ago apologized to someone in my household for, um, which is they will usually when I'm recording, um, they will watch a television program or a couple television programs that I do not want to watch because they know that is a good time to do that. And what happened a few weeks back was I was discussing it and I was kind of, you know, joking around and saying like, oh, that that TV show is is garbage. It's no good, whatever. And then the next day I thought about it and I, I actually apologized because the thing is and, um, you know, Kenji Lopez Alt does a good job about this when he talks about I'm never going to say this is the best recipe. And I also am not going to say that that this food or this thing is bad. It's like we are ultimately talking about taste and some people watch TV shows or, Max, is, as we've talked about with you, watch movies because they are maybe not the, the same type of things others are interested in. They like shows for different reasons. And so to say a show is garbage or a show is, like, bad, just like... Uh, you know, just broad brush like that. That's really not fair. And I recognize that. And I apologize because here is someone who enjoys it. And there is a reason that they enjoy it. And I value that. And saying something is bad is not helpful. There are better words. Um, if I have a problem with the show, which ultimately I really don't. I don't have to watch it. Um, you know, I, have, I know better words. I can use better words. But saying something is bad or garbage, that becomes an indictment of the other person. And that is not fair. Um, So. First off, don't say something is bad or garbage. And if you do want to have a discussion about it, have a discussion. Don't just be like, this is bad. I I don't know, man. Uh, Have
0: you seen 90 Day Fiance the other way? It's pretty fucking bad.
1: I will say these no. were both um, uh, like uh, these were not nonfiction shows. These these are like you know mm. normal TV shows. Yes, and so I think though like we know that 90 Day Fiance there is a certain type of person it is catering to, um, and not that they're bad or anything, but I, I, they know I what agree. they're doing. I I will I will kindly
0: thank you to to be a, a little little careful about what you say about Emily.
2: Sean, yeah. I think we no. just got the deepest, realist, and least pretty okay apology I've ever heard.
3: <laughs> that was yeah, e- even in there, he said that was e- wild.
0: It wasn't. Yeah.
2: He said something. He, I think all I heard was Nicolas Cage movies.
1: Deserve respect. <laughs> Here and I heard I mean, Pierce he, say
2: that twelve times.
1: <laughs> I think that they 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 make you happy, Max, and that it, nah. your happiness. Assuming it's not hurting anybody, which it doesn't actually hurt it's me. Probably hurting oh. Nicolas Cage, but <laughs> nah, he. I think he needs the money. I think he needs the money. Here, here's why it is still
0: an on-brand. It's pretty okay. Pierce apology. You'll 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 remember that there was a, a quickly inserted and prominent mention of Kenji Lopez Alt. This this was not this was not out of the ordinary. It's a, a bolt from the blue. This was not this was this was largely on brand, just maybe delivered in a way that we're
1: not quite used to. <laughs> so. You know, I didn't I didn't mention Madman so I mean it, it could it could always be different
0: That's uh, what the money's
1: for yes <laughs> okay
0: uh, that's the end of the show you can find us at our home on the web at Com, or you can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice if you do that please leave us a rating review comment that sort of thing or just tell a friend about the show we'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean.
1: I'm Pierce. I'm Matt. I'm
0: Kevin. Blueberry Macho Latte, rot in Hell. Thanks for listening.